Hello, Internet. It's the 18th of October, 2022, and this is the Game Men Just Start podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. Um, and it's October, so it's cold. It's starting to, the, the days are starting to get on, finally, and it means you don't feel as bad about staying in and playing video games. But um, because we live in a hellscape, I ended up ordering a Christmas tree last week as well, because, you know, oh, that's what you do in October. That's... When the people Why? Who, that's really the pe- early. When the people who deliver your Christmas tree normally send you an email that's like, hey, we'll give you 10% off if you order it like, oh, right now. one of these fucking crazy people that has a real Christmas tree, so that's why. Yeah, because sure. we have nowhere to yeah. put a, re- a fake one. Store a fake one. Like, it's not out of it, like... It's a, fu- it's a fucking box. Yeah. Like, you've, got, ha- you, you've got a whole shelf full of billions of fucking electronic music things. Yeah. You could probably find the place. You would think, right? There is no... Like, I am... I need to get rid of my... Uh, the thing I actually take up space in the, the one main cupboard that we have is, like, my old rock band drum set. And I'm like, I just need to get rid of this fucking thing so we can put, like, towels and shit in a cupboard. Like, I have no storage space in this house. Like, honest to God, like nothing so it's actually better for us to get a real christmas tree and have it recycled properly than it is to have a have a fake one honestly but you know mm. you get a christmas tree in october and also they gave us 10 percent off if you order early so you know fine and i'm in the how fort- much is a real christmas tree i think our i think we get like a six foot and it's like 60 i think oh, okay it's not as bad as i thought yeah no it's fine um but yeah, it's coming. It's it's the latter half of the year. I had I, I, it wasn't actually me, but it was my wife that was like, "Hey, is Callum coming up to do game of the year stuff this year?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, we should probably think no about that at some like, point." Also, I have no idea. Like, is there going to be another COVID wave that stops us from meeting again? Probably. Who the fuck knows? I mean, maybe potentially, but also we're the, I think we're in the same situation as last year where we haven't actually played all that much this year. Yeah, like, there's not like, even if we just do our it's... even if we just do our chat again, like but we do it in oh, person. Yeah, I actually really like yeah. I actually really liked I, what I we think, did last year. Yes. I thought it was way better. Yeah, but yeah I agree. It's... I think we should just do that and just do it in person. Um, yeah. if we can but uh yeah who the who the fuck knows but it was oh, more- that's just gonna be like that's just gonna be like two hours of us talking about citizen sleeper isn't it that podcast already exists yeah exactly so no so we so it will be two hours of us talking about citizen sleeper it'll be other things i'm sure um yeah. but uh yeah so and also it being october like some some stuff actually came out i don't think anything for you specifically but i had, I had some some things finally arrive that, that i was looking forward to um but before we do that, you're after some delivery issues. Your Steam Deck arrived. <laughs> yeah, it <did. laughs> I mean, it wasn't so much, it wasn't so much delivery issues. It was like the so the uh, the the email came through my Steam Deck and I ordered it, and because of strikes with Parcel Force in the UK, this is the reason that I read anyway. Oh, it was Parcel because Force. It wasn't Royal Mail. It was coming through. It was Parcel Force yeah, specifically. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. Because of strikes with Parcel Force, they had to do a different carrier, yes. and that carrier was Every, who used to be Hermes, who are notoriously shit at their jobs. Yep. So when I di- when it happened, and I got the email that was like from Every, that was like, "Hey, we've got your package from GLS, which is the thing in mm. the Netherlands that was transferring it. We've got your package. It's on your way." And I was like, "Cool, great." And got to the point where it was like, "It's at the delivery depot. It will be out for delivery soon." And yep. I was like, "Awesome!" And then it didn't move from there for days, like <laughs> two or three days. Yep. And I was like, "Okay, fine. I'll send a message to them." And I sent a message to every, and they got back to me, and they were like, "Oh, we'll investigate this." I still haven't heard anything back from that investigation. But, oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. 
So, but so I looked it up online, and there was a bunch of people being like, "Yeah, ever since they swapped to every, there's a bunch of people just talking about how their Steam Deck got stolen or lost yep. or like uh-huh. sent back or like whatever, because you know every suck." So, I I then just went, "All right, fuck it. This has probably been stolen or like it's on Facebook Marketplace somewhere or whatever." So let's yeah, just yeah. like, I messaged Steam and was like, "Hey." carriers lost my par- parcel don't know where it is they won't deliver it to me can you chase them up since like i can't as the person receiving the parcel do anything yeah, yeah can you do it and like within about half an hour i got a message back from steam being like yeah we don't trust this carrier anymore so here's your money back yeah um, it if must you want one order it again and let me know and i'll put you at the front of the queue and i was like okay sure so i got back from work put in an saw that i had the money put the order back in mm-hmm. messaged the person was like hey i've done it on this order this is the id if you could put it in front that's great got a message back from them within 20 minutes being like yep you're done and then the pop-up came up on my steam being like your steam deck's ready and i was like oh okay cool <laughs> bought it this time did exactly the same thing gls went to every but then this time every just delivered it to me also did go back through every again fine. weird yeah like they, they, they've not gone back through parcel for it. i don't know why i guess because it's hard to change carriers for a third time i don't know yeah who but, knows um i will yeah, say like they just they actually just delivered it to me this time so that was good but it's yeah like for, for people outside the uk in case like every are a company that are so bad um, they used to be called Hermes and changed their name because they had such a bad reputation. Yeah, like there's had, no they had to rename themselves. It wasn't even like a like oh they transferred ownership or they got bought by a larger company. It's the same company. They just changed the name and it's like yeah. they had such a bad reputation in this country. Um, like for me as well, like I got like uh my the the pet food we get like that gets delivered. Um, they sometimes half the time it's through DPD, half the time it's through every, and I had exactly the same thing where I'd like. I don't know. It was like a bunch of stuff, so it was like fifty quid worth of cat stuff, and it was like, uh, how special is the cat food that you're? We just buying? buy it in what large. We just buy it in bulk. It's okay. just way much e- way yeah. easier. Um, and it was the same thing. Like it sat at the part. It sat at the the um the depot at the same thing. It was like, hey, we will send it out to you, and it sat like that for three days. And I'm like, we are running out of food. Like, what's happened? So again, yeah. they did the live chat thing with the the supplier. It was like, hey, they don't, like, our stuff's been sitting there for a while, and they were like, oh, it's every? Oh, yeah, fine, we'll just refund it and get it back later. <laughs> it's like, they refunded it, they put it overnighted it to me, um, and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, that's nice, though, that's yeah, a supplier. totally, right? yeah, they're they're excellent. Um, but in terms of, like, because I think you said you got, like, every email, GM was like, hey, we're investigating it. Like, literally. So, it, I, yeah, I, I did their, like, online chat thing. Yeah. And that opened up a ticket and someone messaged me from the ticket being like, I'm I'm sure I'm going to find this in three days. And it's been about 11 days. Yeah. So exactly seven yeah. days after the complaint I logged with the supplier, I got an email from everything. It's like, we don't fucking know. We've got no idea. It's just gone. Yeah. It's like, cool. Excellent. It's um, gone. It is the worst. Oh God, they're so bad. Anyway, but you have one now. And- yeah, I know. I, I, ha- I have one in my hands. It's sitting behind, well, not in my hands. Yeah. It's sitting behind me. But yeah, it's yeah. I have I have a Steam Deck. Uh, that thing's really impressive. Yep. it's like a, it's a very. It's like it's like levels of it's it's like the the th- the feeling that you got from the Switch where you would like play Breath of the Wild on a bus and be yep. like, man, you shouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, and then you're like, but instead you're playing like fucking like Cyberpunk, and you're like, and it runs and it's fine. Yeah, and you're like, that's kind of insane. Like I actually don't know how they've done it. Like I get it, it's like it's it's chunky, like it is big and like it, but it's fine for people like us because we've got like monster hands. 
but like yeah yeah exactly i don't know that the, the for small hand people it's probably up and for us it actually is quite comfortable but it is big so there's a lot of i, I assume a lot of internals in there that will make it work it's not but, even yeah like it, it was interesting like you look at the, the the actual hardware breakdown of what's in that thing and it's not huge like it's not like it's not hugely powerful it's more a case of like they've got it tuned just right and I mean, like, like you said to me when you started exploring menus and stuff like that, like the amount of tweaking you can do per game for like exactly how much performance you want to do with it um, yeah, that, is wild. That's kind of staggering because you can go into the battery menu and like, like most things it has like a performance thing of like, oh, do you, like brightness and like how much do you want to do? This lets you do like, like clocks. It lets you like, underclock the processor to make the, the like, battery yeah, last longer. It lets you like, like underclock it. It lets you like set parameters. It lets you limit frame rate. Like yeah. it lets you do a whole bunch of stuff that is actually active performance tuning yep. that would then mean that your machine is like lasts longer or does better or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's a really, really impressive bit and it just works. Like yep. it's a really, really impressive bit of kit. Like it's so and even the the thing I think everybody says this where you've got the things that are like the optimized for Steam Deck things yeah. and then the things that are like hey, this will work, but there's maybe some problems. Mm -hmm. Even with the ones that are like, here, this will work, but there's maybe some problems, the problems are, like, unnoticeable. Like, you, but, you well, don't even see it, really. I mean, I, I talked about it when we when I got mine. Um, have you seen, like, when you click on, like, oh, why is this, on? why are there problems? And it tells you explicitly, like, sometimes the problems mm -hmm. are just like, hey, the text's too small. And it's like, that's fine, like, I know what this is. Um, yeah, there was there was one that was like there was one I can't remember what a game it was I downloaded, but there was one that wasn't optimized. And when I looked at it, they were like, "Oh, the text is maybe a bit small, and you might have to manually set the resolution." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I booted the thing up, and it went into the right resolution anyway. Yeah. And I was like, "That's not even a problem." Like, I don't understand. So, yeah, like, it was... a game to talk about in a minute, but like, I, I put Scorn on it just because I wanted to play it for a little bit to see how it would work because that game is like totally unverified. Like, just after it came out. And like that thing, yeah, it's only just out. It's yeah, only just it's... out. But even then, like some games are pre-verified. Um, like they've got a Steam Deck early and can pass the tests and have submitted and stuff like that. It's just a case of whether you oh, submit sure. or not. Um, but uh, yeah, that game was totally unverified. Like not even like it doesn't work. Just like we have no fucking idea. And it auto-selected twelve eight by eight hundred. It did all the right resolution. It defaulted it to high, it, and it runs fine. Like it's the the work that's been done on. And like not all of this is Valve, to be fair. Like Proton, the layer that that does the the kind of Windows middle layer between um, Windows and Linux, like that thing is is was impressive anyway. But then like Valve going full force into it, like it's just made it kind of staggering what it can run without with zero problems. Like yeah, um, it's kind of, it's wild. It is kind of wild. I do want to put Cyberpunk on it just to try it to see it for myself. But like so yeah, so the the things that the things that I tried uh let me wait, find no wait actually so... can we just start with the first screenshot you sent me after you said hey i got it oh yeah so that was that was actually the first thing <laughs> yeah. i tried so uh the first thing i tried was to use about magic 3 because of, of course it was yeah because i was like this thing right it doesn't it doesn't need power because the game's from fucking 1998 yep so it doesn't need power but it is like a pc game so it's like it would be hard to do on a like console like with sticks and stuff so i was like how is it gonna manage this like i don't know and sure enough when i went to go and download it it was like ah, eh, we're not sure about this it's maybe a bit it might be a bit of a problem because you know it's old and like the resolution stuff i was like yeah whatever booted up and main menu screen was fine and the thing the the way it works is like the trackpad on the right is a mouse yep and your the right triggers click 
and then the left trigger is right click, which is weird, but I understand why they did that. But and then like and like it was fine. Like the trackpad was tracking fine, so yeah. I could like select menus and stuff, and it it was okay. And then I dug into it a bit more. Someone has made a custom control scheme for yeah. the Steam Deck uh-huh. for Heroes of Might Magic Three. Yep, and I was like. It, it's, people are insane. It's Why great, are you doing this? It's great when it's these tiny games, and then you go into the the controller configure controller configuration page, and it's like, oh, there's some other weirdo who's trying to do this. Oh, great. Yeah, okay, excellent. it was like some rad, It was like fucking Raz eighty four's custom Heroes of Might Magic three yep. control scheme, and I was like, okay, sure. What do you do? And I tried it, and all it does is like maps buttons that are combat onto the face buttons and stuff. Yeah. Suppose you don't have to like roll around and find them. Yeah. And it works, and it's fine. And the fact that that's a thing that you're allowed to do, like oh, just yeah. make a custom control scheme and be like, there you go, and there it works, is is great. Like that's super cool and interesting. Yeah. Also, um, a very quick PSA, just because I, I I had some problems with this. I was trying to play something. Um, I can't even remember what it was. I was trying to play something that does have or allegedly had native gamepad support and i couldn't get it every time i booted into it it would try and do keyboard mouse controls and i was like what am i like while that the the controller config stuff on steam in general but specifically on the deck is kind of incredible it chooses weird defaults sometimes so like there is always a configuration that just says gamepads or it'll be like Mm. gamepad with joystick or gamepad with mouse or something like that like if you select one of them it will tell the game that you have a gamepad and will use like if the if the game re- recognizes the gamepad it will switch into that like i was i was looking for like a specific switch to, like disable the whole thing or something like that like you can't you need to select one of the gamepad presets and then it will do it like 90 percent of the time like I, I still have a problem with weirdly like gas station simulator cannot figure out what the fuck i am trying to tell it um so yeah, that's is a, that is the way to do it. Like after some yeah, testing, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um. Um. So what? Like, what did I do? I did. I did so I did Heroes of Magic. Surprised that worked. Uh, Risk of Rain Two works perfectly fine, but I ex- totally expected that too because it's not super intense or anything like that. It's yeah. Just, I just wanted to try it. Um. Tried this this like early access game called uh, Travelers uh, uh, Travelers Rest, which is like a life sim but you run a tavern oh i saw that yeah yeah Uh uh-huh uh cool little thing like there's not really a lot to talk about because it is early access but it is like a cool little thing and it works on deck and it's fine uh did download um graveyard keeper because i've been wanting to play that again anyway it's a good place Um, to play yep not not tried it yet because i haven't gotten around to it i got around to other stuff first uh downloaded cyberpunk just because I was like, I want to try something really, really intense just to see how it handles it. And like, the fan screams a bit, which you'd expect. Yeah, totally. But it was fine. Like, it did totally okay. Like, I was driving around in like the populated city and like stuff like that was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, very little hitching. Was genuinely kind of shocked at how well it worked. Uh, and I've also, I've downloaded Endless Legend, which is a 4X game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't gotten around to play it yet, but I really need to know how it handles a 4X game because a 4X game, you kind of need a keyboard and mouse because yeah, right. there's a lot going on. Yep. So I need to know how that worked. So I will experiment at some I point. I did see somebody out, talk but... about a configuration for Crusader Kings 3 for the deck. So like... Oh, CK3, yeah, would be pretty pretty nice. But that, like, that's, that's like yeah. mouse only and there's a lot of text on that screen. So it must... Like most of those games, like most 4X games have like UI scaling 
controls, right? Where you can just like you can like bump the size of all the UI up, like because if you're running that in like a 4K screen, yeah. like the text small already. So well, it's more of like it's more of like it's not so much the the size of the screen or whatever, because that, that does make sense. You're right, but it's more of like there's a lot of for four X game like menus within menus within menus, yeah, and I right. don't know how the like the the control scheme handles that. Right. I don't know if it does it as the same as like Heroes of Mac Magic, where the touchpad just becomes a mouse, yeah. and you. I imagine that would be the or thing. there is like a custom scheme that will let you do it or whatever. I, I'm, yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm fascinated to see it. Yeah, is to see if it'll work. Yep. Um. If it does work, I might even scale it up and do like a grand 4X game and like download Stellaris or whatever and yeah. see how that works. Yeah. That, yeah. that new 4X game from the Long War people, um, Terra and Victor, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That thing like seems, that. that thing seems wild. Um, yeah, no. It, I've it, got, I've, I've got, I've got a couple of people playing that for me right ah, now to okay. tell me if it's good or not. Okay, one, cool. of, one of them being the the aforementioned uh, Victoria Three fan. Right. Okay. The, that, that's the kind of person the, the you want player, to. You would, yeah, that's the person you want playing it. Is yeah. the sort of person who calls Victoria Three Vicky Three and gets excited when yeah. when the stream happens and stuff. Yep. Um, cool. But yeah, um, so that, that's that's kind of it. That's kind of all I've done is just fucked a bit with the Steam Deck yeah. for a bit. So my my next adventure then is I want to put um well there's two things one the the Steam Deck Steam Steam Deck the Deck Dock is that what we're fucking calling it like that can't be right the Deck Dock the dog yeah, is I now also have, I also have a deck I also have a Deck Dock on the way so. yeah um I need to order that when I get back from holiday um and then I will do that because that's because like I said one of the reasons why I wanted to get one in the first place is I wanted it to replace my aging Steam Link um as yeah. a streaming box and um, that will send up my tv so um that's the way to do that um there's that and then i also want to go down the like heroic lutris um route to see what else i can put on it so heroic i think heroic is specifically for epic and gog support for the steam deck Mm-hmm. So um, I can put stuff on that, and like yeah. Geo- so when you when you launch Cyberpunk, it does forward into the GOG launcher. So yeah, yeah, it does. So the, this one specifically, so Lutris, um, sorry, Heroic specifically is like a front end for Epic and GOG to put those games on your on your deck, so you don't have to install the, their actual clients, or you do, but it doesn't work right. But this will do it. I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know how to do it. But you need to go into desktop mode and do it through Linux. Like it's like two commands, but you still have to do some Linux to get it to run. Um, and then there's Lutris, which is the other one that does those two, but that also does like emulator yeah. support. So like it has like, it will download Dolphin and stuff like that. And like put Dolphin games in like the same grid as other games. So you can just be like, Hey, here's this version of this game that you def- definitely have legally. Um, and stuff, stuff like that. Like, I just kind of want to see what it's, what's in there, um, and see how how well it works. Like these kind of third party programs for for getting this stuff on. Yeah. Um, GOG especially because like I've got a bunch of like old games that would work really well on on the deck that I kind of want to get get. Um, yeah, try. that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll let you know how easy it is to do for. There's probably a lot of GOG stuff that I could probably. Play. Yeah, and that I, was the other one. I wanted to I wanted to try like a CRPG. Yeah, but right. The problem the problem is that a lot of the modern ones have been on console, so they mm. just work. Yeah. So I want to see like an old one. <laughs> yeah. I want to try and get. I want to try and run like Baldur's Gate and see what happens. Original or, Baldur's like, Gate, not the remaster. Winter. Yeah. Not the remaster. Well, maybe. Well, that may be the easier way of doing it because like it doesn't matter so much as like if it's the remaster or the HD thing because like 
you're not fucking running that game on a console like you just right. aren't oh did that did so, the remaster never come out for consoles or anything like that no no no, oh, no, God, okay. no. you can't fucking run Baldur's gate on a console <laughs> same thing with neverwinter nights like that i, I would kind of want to see what neverwinter nights would be like on a console as well but like oh, oh that's true I'll maybe yeah. do that hmm. yeah interesting um but yeah like it works it continues to work it continues to be kind of a, a magic bit of hardware um and i'm very impressed with it um so yeah for me like um lots of stuff that i've already talked about i finished return to monkey island that game's great that game's really good it has an interesting ending and i can't say any more than that but it's very good it's very good um there's a i'll talk about it at the end of the year because it's technically a spoiler but there's some stuff in there that you're like huh you okay you went there cool interesting um yeah, so it was that I got just because it came out like the day before we were recording this. Um, there was a game on the next fest called Aggression, which is like a VR um, escape room yeah, I saw game. You playing that yesterday, yeah. I was wondering what that was. It's really good. It's like like I I've been on kind of a kick of like escape room games. Like we played Escape Academy and thought it was fine. Um, there's also Escape. Yeah, it's fine. That's, What's the other one? That's uh, what that one. Uh, oh, escape God. simulator simulator i like i prefer escape yeah. simulator like the stuff you can do that and also it's got a level creator so there's a lot of stuff out there that people are doing it um that one's really really good um so aggression is is like that but the difference is it's vr only and it is styled it's styled actually as a escape room so like all the ones we've got so far we've done so far have been like they're like thematically in world where it's like yeah uh, like this is a real thing that's actually happening. Whereas this one is like that one of the one of the rooms is like a like a deep sea, like you go into a submarine and do science stuff, and like you go in and you shut the door, and like the portholes, like quite clearly a bit of cloth on rope like comes up as you go under the water and stuff like that. And like when a sh- sure, when yeah. a shark attacks, it's like the shitty looking shark on a string that kind of throws it. It's yeah, like the styling of it's really, really good. But it's also like it's a it is the closest I've seen to a proper actual escape room in terms of like the interactions and the difficulty of the puzzles. Like everything feels doable mm. and it's like they give you no help. It's like go in this room, figure it the fuck out, it'll be fine. The only thing I'll say to people, I think it's thirteen quid right now because it just went on sale. Um there are two rooms and that's it. The demo I played sure. had like the training section and like showed you like you could look into the two rooms, but you couldn't go into them. Um, so I was like, oh, these are the first two rooms and then it'll open up more. Like, there are two rooms. Um, the first room took me like 30 to 45 minutes to finish. The second room took me maybe an hour, hour 10, something like that. Um, so there's not a huge amount of content there. There are doors all over the place that are like, this is under construction, but the Steam page doesn't say anything about like, and the next rooms will be like a couple of months away or something like that. So like, yeah, I'm yeah. not displeased with the purchase. Like it was a very good one of them, but it's like, Keep in mind that it's 13 quid for like maybe two and a half hours worth of actual escape rooming. Um, but the framework they've got in there is spectacular for like doing more stuff like this. It's, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, but the big one I want to talk about is Scorn, um, which is the. Everyone will at this point, by the time you hear this, for sure, everyone will have seen this. Like, it's the HR Geiger game. And um, yep. it's. Man, it's. It's not good. It's really depressing, actually, about how not good it is. So, like, when it came out, and there was a couple of pre-release reviews that I I saw, and 
there are two types of games I will pick up based on reviews. One of which is like everyone says, "Yep, this thing is good," and the other one is like half the people are saying it's good and half the people are saying it's terrible. I will still pick that up because it's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, maybe there's something to this." Like, if people can't decide on like a level of quality, maybe there's something in here that for me. Um, I would like to weigh in on that argument and say, "Nope, there's nothing in here for you. Like, it's not, it's not good." So. Yeah, so this is a game from Ebb Studios. I think they're Serbian. Don't quote me on that, but it's their first game from the studio. And it is a first person. It's not an action game. It's closer to like a Monkey Island, to be honest. It's closer to like an adventure game. I was going to be say, honest. People, people that I've heard talk about it, they, they're, they're in agreement with you where there's a bunch of like disparity of like people saying it's good or bad. Yeah. But the people that I've heard describe it describe it as like an action, not action, an adventure puzzle game. Yeah, kind it's, of. It is, a, yeah. it is a puzzle game with terrible fucking combat, and I'll get to that. Um, so I can't even talk about the narrative because there isn't any. Like, there's no attempt made at like here's your here's who you are, and here's what this world is, and here's why you're he-. like nothing. Like, there's absolutely zero thing. Like, you literally wake up, and it's like, cool, here's a bunch of machines, go nuts. And it's like, okay, cool. But, like, the main gameplay flow is, like, in this area that you're in, there's a bunch of, like, weird switches and controls that do a bunch of stuff, figure out what they all do, and, like, most of the areas I've been in so far is get item A from the end of the area to the start of the area to unlock a thing to do the next to get to the next area like that's it that is the game it is it's 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 all just keys and doors like i mean like most video games you abstract out and it's all keys and doors like there's literally in this biomechanical fucking nightmare that they've made just doors and keys yeah but like at the end of the day but like in this biomechanical nightmare where everything is like flesh and bone and spines like there's literally an access pass, like a level-based access pass, which is like, you, have, sure, okay. you have a level one access pass. And it's like, it's not even like abstracted. It's like a thing that you hold that has seven lights on it. And then you go to machines to give you access, to give you another light on the thing. And then to open the door, you hold the thing up and click it and it opens the door. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's it, the, uh, the big thing is like, I don't know why this looks like this. I don't know why this game is this aesthetic. And the only thing I can think of is that this was aesthetic first and then they were like, how do we turn this into a game? And this is what they come up with. Like, yeah, like the gameplay of it is just like, it is, here's a bunch of machines, figure out how the machines work. And yes, all, all the machines are things you stick your finger in and ooh. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like it's not interesting. And also like, they don't there's there's zero assistance like there's you don't get there's no objective markers there's no log there's nothing like it's like here's this whole area fucking figure it all out and the problem gameplay wise with the with the aesthetic is that it all looks the same like there's no identifying markings for anything like that and everything is like twisty turny corridors and like areas that kind of look similar to each other with similar looking switches in them so you're like i have no yeah. idea where the fuck i'm going um and a lot of it is just like i think it went th- there's a section in in the the second area or third area they kind of don't really even delineate the areas where like there's a like a uh, like a 
compass point hallway, right? There's doors coming out north, north, south, east, west. And you have a button that lets you extend a, a walkway to go one of those four directions, right? And you come sure, at it yeah. from... And they're all kind of connected in weird ways. So you'll come back to this room from a different area. But there's no delineating markers about which way is which. So, like, I didn't realize until much later where, like, I'd gone from, like, south to north, gone and done a bunch of stuff, come back in. And I thought it was another one of these rooms, but it was the same room except I was coming in east. So I went north again and ended up in this fucking loop. And it took me, no joke, like, 15 minutes to go, wait, this is the same area with the same shit in it. And it's like, okay. Like it, the, like I get what you're doing aesthetically. Like it works a lot of the time, but gameplay wise, it works against you actually interacting with it as a video game. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's so if you don't know where anything is, exactly. you can't actually do anything about when, it. Yeah. When the game is an adventure game, where you're like, oh, that's the thing I need. Right? How do I get back there? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, the combat, quote unquote, combat is abysmal. Yeah, I saw, I saw this game had guns. That was the yeah, weird so, thing. That's... Okay, let me give you the progression of the combat. So I'm, I I put four hours into this game to say, so I think te- I got achievement six, which if you play the game, you will know. Like The game doesn't name its achievements. It's just like progression achievements that start one, two, three, four, five, six. So I got achievement right, six okay. as, a, as an indication of where I got to. Um, you don't start with any weaponry at all. It's all just physical fucking manipulate machines and then eventually you get mm-hmm. a machine that is like quote-unquote gun that is basically like a um i, I don't know it's like a like a jackhammer kind of and um, where it's just like a, it's like a melee weapon basically but it's like a you pull the trigger and it shoots a thing out that hits things um it is stamina based so you get two hits with it and then you have to let your stamina recharge the right, average okay. enemy, the the standard like four legged creature takes five hits to kill. The recharge that time awkward. The recharge time is like four to five seconds ish. Um, and the four legged thing has a melee attack and has a spit that could hit you from large distances. So. You get you run in and you get your two hits in, and then the only way I found to progress was to literally run the fuck away and run around the corner until your stamina recharges, and then charge back in, do another two hits, run away. Yeah, wait for you, like that's the only way you can do it. Um, there's a smaller creature, like a two legged creature, that's like a chicken thing that takes two hits, and you can get that if you sneak up on it. But if you fuck up one of those hits, it just fucking spits in your face twice, knocks your health down. And that's it. Uh, you then get a health item that's like a basically like this is how you heal yourself it's like there's no point in me describing what anything looks like because it's all just like piles of flesh right but it's little like beetle yeah, creature it's thing it's all just weird weird ribbon flesh yeah exactly yeah. so you get this like med pack creature thing that you stick in a machine and it feeds it with like health juice and it gives you like so like your health bar is like segmented i think it's like 10 segments or something like that each each squeeze of the creature gives you two nodules of health back, except that the thing that fills it up is one use. You get like two or three shots of health juice to store, and um, each hit does one segment of health. 
So like, oh, and health uh, doesn't regenerate between checkpoints, and checkpoints are awful. So oh, Jesus, okay. The point where I, hey, spoilers, I refunded this game because it's abysmal. The point I got yep. to when I refunded the game was I hit a checkpoint. Also, it doesn't tell you when it hits a checkpoint. Also fun. Um, I got to a checkpoint where I had two segments of health. I have no ammo for the gun, which I'll talk about in a second. And it immediately drops two creatures in front of you that you can't escape from. Like, I think I'm just boned. Like, I think I'm completely fucking... Like, I can't progress. There's nothing I can do here. Can't do anything about it. And you can't, like, jump back to a checkpoint, as far as I can tell. Uh, It's like, you're just screwed. And it was like, I'm not... And also, the point to get... God, there's so much here. So, the the other gun, the second gun I got, which was, like, a pistol-slash-shotgun thing, which has, like, a kind of... It hits harder, but has a wide... It's not, like, accurate. It's, like, a kind of blast thing. Um, The game gives you... The shotgun pistol thing gives you ammo, which again are, doesn't matter. Gives you a bunch of ammo, like nine, ten shots, whatever it is. Gun can hold five. It then immediately, as soon as you the next room after it gives you that, it drops three enemies in front of you. It's like cool. Like the other problem this game has is like it's trying so hard to be weird that it doesn't understand. It doesn't want to use any of like video game language. And, like, the things that you expect, right? Where, like, if you're given a gun and a bunch of ammo and then a bunch of enemies immediately after that room, the indication is, here's the room where you test the gun, right? You figure out what the gun does. Yeah. You figure out how, yeah, yeah. what it can do, what it can't do. It's that, it's that bit in Doom 2016 where they give you the BFG and in a huge room full of dudes. Right. That's it's, the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is what, this is how video games work. This is the language of video games that you get. And even if you don't understand the language... Like, it's a useful thing to immediately go and get the thing, right? Um, so I'm like, cool, okay, this is where they teach you the combat. Like, the aiming and, like, the combat itself is, like, mechanically is fine, except that, like, it loads five shots per shotgun, reloading takes, like, 12 seconds, um, changing to your melee weapon takes about five seconds, and there's no block and no dodge. So, Ugh. like, Gross. you just kind of put bullets into this thing run away reload in silence run back and try and put bullets eventually you take them out those are the only that's the only ammo you get for that gun for like an hour nah four or five minutes right and i used it all on those three things because it takes all 10 of those bullets to put this thing down right so the game then is essentially going like Man, I don't know why you used those ammo and gun we just gave you. That's your fault. You should have waited for the bigger creature that's later that you should actually use the gun on. And I'm just like, you don't understand how any of this works. And also, if you want to teach me that, where, like, ammo is going to be scarce, you need to do something to tell me that and not... Or have a way for me to go, ah, shit, ammo's scared. I should reload that checkpoint and keep my ammo. You can't do that either. So not only is it not teaching you, it's badly designed, and also it punishes you for doing what it's telling you to do. It's fucking wild that that is that people thought that was the way that you do this. Um, and then on top of all that, the aesthetic is just like it's fine. Like it's there are a couple of like scenes that are or like vistas that are like, oh, that's a cool looking thing, but it falls apart almost immediately when you start actually having to interact with it as a video game where, like I said, like everything looks the same. 
Um, it's not. It's not even going for like, oh, look how edgelordy gross we are. It's like, yeah, it's like piles of flesh and like everything's kind of like. It's it's interesting as well because a lot of people say, oh, it's the Geiger game. It's kind of not. It's like there's an argument that can probably be made for this is somebody who fucking hates Geiger because it's like the Geiger part of it is like obviously like. And again, there's no narrative. I'm completely talking out of my ass about what this looks like it's presenting me with, but it looks like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the Geiger stuff is a like old civilization that has been corrupted, if I was to take a guess at what they're going for. Like the Geiger stuff is like a precursor civilization that's been taken over by this disease, which is the actual flesh stuff, right? Like Geiger artwork is like like obviously the, the inspirations are obviously well known, but it's like it's quite clean and geometric and like mm. it's not it's the grossness the whole part of Geiger's thing is the grossness of it comes from like perversion of the human form and that kind of stuff but like the actual I, artwork, yeah, I was gonna say it come it comes from the fact that the the biological part of it that is weird and creepy is standing out amongst all these like framed geometric shit that exactly is, like, so like and that's yeah. what the that's what the the construction looks like but then they've just dropped all that there was an art artist that's uh that kept getting mentioned um uh Zladislav, oh i can't remember his surname but like you look at his stuff and it's like oh this is actually the thing they're going it's like they've taken these two art styles and just dropped them on top of each other where like his stuff is like barren kind of wastelands with just like horrific levels of just like intestines and shit on them and you're like that's like it's somebody's dropped that on top of geiger and you're like okay, that's actually closer to what it is. It's way more fleshy yeah. than a lot, of, a lot of Geiger stuff. But all it means is that, like, like you show me one flesh tube, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I've played Silent Hill. Like, that, that does it way better. Like, in basically every single way, everything this game is trying to do, Soma has did better. Like, in every every possible way. Like, it's the same sure, yeah. biomechanical horror stuff. Soma tries to say something. It actually does some interesting stuff with its visuals in relation to I, the I story mean, it's trying I, to tell. I would argue that I would argue that Soma does say something. I wouldn't say it's trying to. I would say oh, that yeah, Soma does try, say that's something. That's what I meant. Like I I say yeah. Soma's trying to say something and that this is trying to say nothing. Right? Like oh, Soma okay, is yeah, Soma is weird for the sake of being yeah, weird. Yeah. Like Soma is trying to do something with its like its visuals directly tie into its narrative and the stuff it's trying to get across. Yeah. This is yeah, just yeah. like I don't know why this game looks like this. Except for it looks kind of cool, Someone and that, like wanted that game to look like that. Yeah, yeah, and also like maybe it plays well. Like I've already seen like the game came out the Friday before you recording this, and I've already seen like stuff on TikTok that's like, oh man, look how gross this fucking thing is, and it's like, yeah, like no, like I've seen worse. Like if you want to do body horror, like the problem we actually have is that body horror now is because games look so good, like just fidelity wise, like you get more body horror from like the like the the night vision mission in that modern that mod, new modern warfare game that's like yeah you're just gunning these fucking human beings down and it's more horrific sure, yeah, actually yeah. than anything scorn is doing like it, it and even the stuff it tries to do is like all these cheap tricks like the very first puzzle you get involves um like this creature that's stuck in an egg i have to be very general because i don't actually understand what the fuck it's doing but like there's a visible humanoid creature stuck in an egg right and oh the other thing this game tries to do is like oh there's like moral choices right so the first the the, the way you get out the first area minor spoilers for the first puzzle but also like hey maybe this is useful because i spent way too long trying to figure out what the fuck i was supposed to do 
Um, mm. You have to get there's a, there's a there's there's two switches you need to push to open the main door to get to the next area, and you need both hands to open both switches. So you're like, cool. What do I need? I need another hand. Cool. I need to steal a hand off this creature, right? Like that's that's the puzzle, right? And then right, the, okay. But the, you get this creature in this egg, and you have to wheel this creature around to various machines to get it out of this egg, right? And the whole time, the creature is basically making wounded animal noises, right? Like, it's not fun to listen to, sure, but, sure, like, yeah. it's really, like, it doesn't do it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, what? I, I, because I've done nothing at this point to establish who I am as a character, who these think, what these creatures are, why I'm here, what this building's doing, it's like, everything, is, everything around me is already piles of flesh. This thing might as well be piles of flesh. I have no fucking idea. It's done nothing to do this. So the only way it can do anything is to, like, use the cheap tricks you would do in something like this, right? Which is like, oh, get it to make wounded animal noise as you scoop out of this egg and break it apart. It's like, okay, sure, yeah. like, cool, awesome. Like, I just, I had like one, no, in fact, that wasn't even, it only got me because of a cheap jump scare and it wasn't even a good jump scare. It was just like, but it was, it was a bad jump scare. Um, it got me once the whole time, like I had no reaction to anything that was happening. Like internally, externally, nothing. It was just like cool. Like you've showed me everything you want to do immediately, and it's like okay, like yeah, that yeah, that uh, that walkway I'm walking through looks a foreskin. Sweet, awesome. <laughs> like show me a video game, please. Give me yeah, some. Yeah. Like it just, it just, it's, it's so. Like yeah, the combination of like pointless aesthetic, bad video game, like generic video game design just not following any of the base level rules to make you do it and just like yeah. having combat for no reason it's just it's just a it's just a pointless video game oh and it's apparently according to reviews like 6 to 7 hours long and it's 30 quid to buy it's on game pass so like if you wanted to see how bad it is like it's on game pass go check it but i was very excited for this game and bought it on steam because i was like cool it's a first time developer like let's support them yeah and i got yeah, it it was yeah. like Nope, this is bad. This is actively bad. Um, th- That's a and, shame. And it, yeah, totally. And also, like, just like this is the last thing in terms of like it is important, regardless of what you are making, the genre that you fit into, whether you're trying to like break genre or not. But like, if you are doing a first person exploration adventure game, right, you need to have, especially one that's puzzle based, where you're like fitting items, like between things yeah. and figuring out mechanics you need to have a decent checkpoint system that appreciates when the user has solved a puzzle right like when you like you need to have a you need to be in a position where you're like cool we've established that the person playing has figured out the thing i was trying to do cool let's save here so they don't have to do that again the checkpoint yeah. system is so bad in this where there's a section where and it's like little things right there's a section where um there's a automatic elevator that's going between three floors that lets you like cross floors and go up and down right from the point where the checkpoint is where you've activated that lift there's only one place you can go right there's only one level you can get to and it's like the other side of the level you're on when you load that checkpoint by the time you get to the elevator from the checkpoint it's a floor down from you so you have to wait seven eight nine seconds for it to reset itself back up yeah and it's stuff like that which is like you can test that like that is a known thing you're starting from this exact position there's only one place you can go at this point like 
why would you not just tune it to the point where it's like this is why is it moving at all like why would you not just tune it to let it do that um yeah yeah stuff like that it's, it, it, and it feels like super picky right it feels like super minor stuff but once it all layers on top of each other it's like it feels like these people have never played a video game before or have and have decided to do the opposite of whatever it, whatever it is because it's like oh video games are boring now it's like yeah but like you still need to make them if something's coming to you with a language you have to at least interact with that language and then subvert it in a way that makes it interesting not just throw all the rules out the window um it's just it's so disappointing it's really like somebody could do something really interesting and again i think soma does do something interesting with the type of aesthetic that is closer to this but is doing it in a much more interesting way um sure yeah it's just it's it's just bad it's it's not worth your time like for sure go and look at the first like like you'll get everything i got from the four hours i spent with this game in the first five minutes in that first area so like yeah, go, ch- yeah. go check the game pass version like have a look at it it's worth a look to at least see what they're trying to do but do not buy it it's not worth it's not worth your time um yeah super fucking depressing i, I, I yeah i have i've I re- refunded two games of my three games in my life this is one of them um the other one was a joke game that we did for giggles and was like oh cool yeah this is was, yeah. this is 15 quid for 17 minutes of gameplay cool uh, and then the other one was I can't remember if I told this story on here before, but like when I took back Evil Within One. Um, oh no, yeah, you've you've talked a lot about yeah. fucking Evil Within One on this podcast. Yeah, yeah but like I, I when I went back to game to return that physical game, like I bought Evil Within Day One full price, and two days later took it back, and the guy uh, behind the counter in game was like, "Oh, is game too spooky for you?" And I was like, "No, it's bad. No, it's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. This game is awful." Yeah. The guy was like. Oh, I thought it was all right. No, it's bad. You don't know what you're fuck you're bad, talking yeah. about. He's like, oh, but it's the, it's the Resident Evil guy. And I was like, yeah, you should stick to fucking Resident Evil. This is pat Anyway, um, yeah, that was the only other game I've, I've taken back. Even Far Cry That's, 4, yeah, a game fair. I decided I didn't want to play within 20 minutes. I at least handed that to a friend and was like, I'm not getting back for this. Here you go. You take it. I don't want this anymore. Yeah, um, yeah Scorn's bad uh, is, the, is, the, is the short answer. Shame. Um, how long have we been running for? Let's do... Let's cut to break, and then we'll do a little bit of of, of news okay. afterwards. Do you have do you have music ready ready for us? Yeah. Um. So this is going to be a bit of a weird one because it's from a game I've not played, but huh. uh, nice. There's a thing behind it. So like, so I I, I I was actually talking to you about this the other day. So like, I I I'm a fan of like what are defined as early plucked instruments. So like sure. early. Yeah, yeah. Like Renaissance medieval era instruments like lutes and saturns yep. and like all that sort of stuff. When you say my I follow on you when you say my sorry, message yeah. that was like, hey, I'm looking at lutes, I'm like, what journey yeah, have you been so on? There's a, there's a guy there's a guy I've been following for a while on YouTube is a uh is a like professional loot player, he's called Brandon Acker. Right. Um he he is just like very passionate about early plucked instruments and sure. is very good at playing them especially the lute and stuff like that mm-hmm. his voice is really relaxed he's a really good guy you should go and check him out if you sure. want to go down the rabbit hole of listening to people play about play a lute but um he released a video a couple of days ago saying he'd done music for a video game oh okay and i was like oh that's awesome that guy that guy i followed for like information about lutes and like music theory <laughs> and stuff like that is doing music for a video game so I listened to it and I was like, man, he's just really good at playing the lute and he's done this for 
this video game it's for this game called evil which is like a social one of these social deduction games that's like fantasy based but because he's a loot player they were like hey we need to make this sound more of that era so we'll get this guy and he'll play it on it and it's great so i'm gonna play a tune from the evil soundtrack which is a game i've not played but i know the person playing the loot on it (laughs) cool i know it's really good um so this is a track called murky brew the way he defines it as it was a track that they made that was supposed to sound like tavern music that he had then had to like build on top of with like his early his early days of music technique and mm. adapt it and change it. Sounds really interesting, but the song's really, really good, so I'm gonna play oh. that. Okay. Uh check the post links so you can pick that up and we'll be back some more right after this. That was Murky Brew from the Evil soundtrack, a game that I haven't played, but the person playing the loot on it is uh, Brandon Acker, who is a great YouTube channel that I follow. Um, was just very excited to see that he was on a video game soon. I like he talks and he does a video about it, and he talks very early about the. Oh yeah, like me, and my brother has played a ton of video games, and like the ones that I really really liked had like soundtracks that stood out, and the three that he labels are Skyrim, Fable, and um, Kotar. Okay. That's yep. like, oh man, you're just like you're me, basically. That's great. Like that's <laughs> yep. okay. It makes a lot of sense now while you're looking at loot. That, that makes a lot of sense. That guy is a, a a lot better spoken, a lot better at guitar than I am, and is incredibly knowledgeable and like very interesting to sit and listen to talk about Renaissance like plucked <laughs> instruments and stuff. It's fascinating. Excellent. Um so actually before we, we jump into news quickly, um we should probably just mention briefly. We both put a little bit of time into the the Dark Tide close beta. There's mm. fo- there's footage out there, so I assume from Gamespot. So I assume we can just talk about it. I check I checked through the the terms and conditions. There's nothing about not talking about it, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you put way more time into it than me. I just I played like three four matches or whatever it was just to get something yeah. in, so we could talk about it. Um, you played a crap ton of Vermintide. So how do you think it measures yeah. up? I- I don't so it's hard to say because I don't know if this is because it's in beta or not yeah. like this this is the problem and also because like I don't know how limited it is and stuff like that it seems a lot more stripped back than Vermintide did Vermintide was really interesting because it had a lot of variety in it's like character mm. so like the characters had like different specializations that could then do different builds yeah and like the equipment stuff was really interesting because it had like crafting and like desynthing and stuff like that that could all mean that you could get it kind of felt like Diablo at a point where you yeah. were like doing runs to get gear that would then help your build and stuff like that. So it was a it was a it was a very, a very loot driven game and it was very interesting. It helped that obviously it was like fun to play and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But it was a it definitely had this like focus and was there was a lot there to sit and explore. Vermintide on the other hand seems a lot more not Vermintide Dark Tide Dark Tide seems a lot more stripped back. Your characters are just like they have their abilities and that that's it and the only change by use of feet they don't really change gameplay wise and like 
The thing, the thing that it does well is that I didn't know if Fat Shark could do shooting well, and they can do shooting. 100%. Well. The shooting feels great. Yeah. Um, melee combat feels as good as it did in, Verm- in Vermintide, but like it's, I don't know. It just feels less than Vermintide. I don't know why. It just yeah. doesn't feel as like big and as much there. I mean, like I said, um, I didn't play a huge amount of Vermintide, but like you run around the the social area, uh, and there's like yeah, there's like there's guys there that look like they're doing they're selling weapons and doing forging and like all that stuff does seem to be there but obviously you're not going to hit it um early on in this in in the beta until you're like because like yeah, all so of that, that was the thing. all the, that the stuff social is... space seems really barren as well like there's a there's like three things and yeah it's spread out over this massive area but it's, like it's all, not... of, all of the guys in that social space are locked behind the xp the level system so like maybe all that stuff opens up i can't imagine like yeah this is what i mean like everything i say i don't know yeah exactly for real because it's it's still in beta like i've got no idea what it's going to be like so like i I played a couple of games one was um because like classes there's like a sharpshooter there's a psyker there's a big ogre and i can't remember what the fourth one is and there's a melee specialist i think i said zealot zealot yeah um and yeah like that seems to just determine what your power is um so like the sharpshooter yeah. has like a standard like a basically all ranged attacks do more damage and highlight elites and stuff like that like so i, I didn't see any of their class i play any of their classes but like the last game i did we had one of each so i could at least see what was happening um yeah it, it's probably my guess and again total speculation but my guess is that this is part of the like kind of on-ramp of that game where like even the mechanic stuff that they threw in the tutorial is like oh there's a lot more here than i expected where there's like because they've got suppression in that game which is like okay that's interesting for a game like this which is like yeah if you get blasted by if you get if you're in the direct line of fire and stuff is not hitting you but like going over your head like it becomes more difficult for you to shoot Mm. so people have to flank to pull the shooting off of you that kind of stuff like that's like that's a thing that like you don't see in games like, like that that's like a like a military simulator style system that's in this which is interesting like the prioritize team cohesion because that's how you get your armor back they do uh was there a thing that i really liked oh yeah because the thing is like okay obviously this is a what are you going to do with vermin type with guns well and how do you not make it just so that the guns just completely remove the need for you to ever do melee turns out you add ammo and the only way you can get armor back is through melee attacks and you're like okay cool yeah. like that balances all yeah. of that out um but yeah, it's, uh, like i say it's well thought out and stuff yeah. it's just i don't know if the the stuff that I liked in Vermintide isn't there yeah. in the beta, so I don't know how much I would like this thing. Because if it is just like a fucking like um, Left for Dead, do runs of this and shoot everything, do the objective and leave. Yeah, with I can. No real character variance or whatever. That's kind of boring. Yeah, like, that's not. If this wasn't, if this wasn't the next game in that series, I would be worried about that as well. But I think just because they've done two of these games now that have gone down really well, like I think they would have. It wouldn't make sense for them to strip back more. Um, but yeah, th- so like I said, we'll so I've got no idea. Yeah, so I would we're, to we're totally it, speculating. But, yeah. but like the the foundation for a game like this is in there. Um, it seems, yeah, the, the foundation's there, but it really depends on everything that's around it. And like you say, the progression and the the customization and stuff like that is all a very important part of of these games. So interesting to see that game's out what November, middle of November, something like that. Uh, something like that, yeah, yeah. Um, Cool. So there's a couple of news stories I want to hit, um, just because we kind of, I mean, there's two really. Well, no, there's more than that. Um, uh, Stadia is gone. 
in yep. the most un- unexpected, uh, completely expected thing ever. That you're like, hey, you're Google and you've got a uh, product that's not doing complete gangbusters. What are you going to do? Yeah, shut it the shit down. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, just don't do it. Yeah. Um, so the, the the couple of interesting things about that are one, they're offering complete refunds, which is kind of unheard of. I mean, something of this scale has not shut down like this yet like a lot of smaller services have have closed and stuff like that but this was Mm. this was google doing this this was a thing where you bought full price games for their service and didn't hook into any other library uh and you had to buy hardware to get in they're offering refunds like and not even like store credit refunds like complete actual refunds on all of this which one is cool but two shows like how much fucking money google have where they can just like yeah eat this loss um but it seems like that their focus on it is to um, pitch the technology to other companies, which the technology seemed to work. So that's probably the valuable bit. Sure. Um, the other big part of it, I think, that did the rounds was that they didn't tell fucking developers at all, um, where they found out the same time as the rest of us, including developers that had games coming out Stadium Stadia two days after the announcement. Yeah. Like, it's kind of wild. Yeah. That's that's wild. There's that's... so many. There's so many people. So many people on Twitter were just like, "Yeah, we're developing for this, and this is we heard at the same time as you." Yeah, and that was seems um, like the sort of thing you don't do. Yeah, so this is from um, do, 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 a developer Old Skull, um, who were making a game called Luxor Evolved for Stadia. Um, quote: um, Stadia was a pillar for us because we knew by launching into Stadia Pro. We'd be getting a significant chunk of revenue enough to pay our dev costs back all by itself. Oh, for, for old okay. skull not being able to launch in Stadia won't sink the studio. "Quote: I was only I was only expecting to break even on Stadia. We were realistic, and we might make um, ten thousand dollars profit tops on the Stadia version. So they at least factored that in. But still, like Stadia was going to be a big pillar of the way they were going to launch this game, right? And pay back yeah, development course. costs. So for them to suddenly just go, eh, no, like it's wild. They've also not." Um, given any mechanic to developers to let you transfer saves which you're like sure but like games like cyberpunk and stuff like that were in stadia and like assassin's creed and like game like 40 yeah. 50 60 hour games that are just disappearing so like um ubisoft have got their own system for letting you get your saves out of there to pc and um, cd project red have got their own blog post now that's like hey do this weird fucking hack to get your save out of it like the way you get your save out Jesus, for Cyberpunk okay. is because Google is Google, you have to have they have the system that you can like export all the data that Google knows about you associated with your account. It's that system that basically lets you export the save files from like your Stadia account and then you plug them into the PC version and then first boot Jeez. it will convert. Like it's fucking wild. Wow. Um there's a quote here from IO Interactive as well, um, that is like what happens if you bought Hitman on Stadia? Like, they basically said, like, yeah, we're looking into ways for you to continue your Hitman experience on other platforms. There's a few approaches we're looking at. We need to figure out which one fits best for all of us. When we can roll them out, we'll have to have something in place by the end of the year. So, like, it just seems okay. like they didn't good. tell anyone. Everyone's just scrambling to be like, okay, we'll do what we can here. Like, everyone involved appears to be going above and beyond, except for Google, who just fucking shut this shit down immediately. Um, yeah, wild. Sorry, all those quotes are coming from the, the Verge article that, that talks about it. Mm. It's it's good. Um, 
so yeah that's gone um i did see almost immediately i saw a tweet go by that was like a it was a car boot sale in california that was like here's a bunch of stadia hardware in a box <laughs> it's like here do you want this like no um yeah so there's that uh there was the um the bayonetta stuff that that started over the past couple of days has been oh god yeah bad so yeah. bayonetta 3 comes out soon right um november again start november i think something like that um but uh the story broke this is from what the friday before you were listening to this the story broke uh it's from the kataka article um, early in October, Japanese developer Platinum Games, known for action titles, told Game Informer that upcoming Switch exclusive Bayonetta 3 would not see voice actress Helena Taylor reprise her I- iconic role as the protagonist. Instead, Bayonetta's English voice actor would now be Jennifer Hale, who everyone knows as, like, Femshep, basically. Um, yeah. At the time, Platinum claimed that the replacement was due to various overlapping circumstances, quote, that made it difficult for Helena to play Bayonetta once again. A week later, Taylor has gone onto social media to dispute Platinum's account, suggesting the studio wasn't entirely being transparent about what actually happened. So she put out three, uh, a tweet thread of three videos, basically saying why she's not voiced in character. And it comes down to, essentially, they offered her $4,000 for her entire role for the entire yep. game. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, abysmal. Even if you look at, like... Um, I saw a bunch of people doing analysis on this that were like, here are the SAG AFTRA, like the, the union, the voice actor union, um, yeah, like recommended pay scales for various things. And like four grand is like essentially nothing. Um, especially for like a main character role with a bunch of like I think people worked it out that it was like four grand at normal SAG AFTRA rates would be about four hours of in studio, four to five hours of in studio time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not enough for a voice actor to do a God main no, character yeah. for a game. That no. is known for their voice not acting. I was going to say, especially not for one that talks as much as Bayonetta does. Yeah, exactly. Like, and a character that has such a unique and well, not unique, but like well-known style to her yeah. voice acting, right? Like, why yep. would you do this? Um, Brought by that voice actor. Like, that voice actor it, did a lot for that character. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and apparently, like, I, I don't follow, I, I don't know that, I haven't played a lot of Bayonetta games, but apparently, like, the voice actor is, like, she's very, like attached to the character like talks a lot about the character like is very much like yeah. reacts mm-hmm. to fans and stuff like that like it, it's well-known part of it um so yeah so that, that was basically the videos that she put out basically claimed that she was paid massively small amounts which is also interesting because like you're getting jennifer hill for your role you're not paying jennifer yeah. hill four grand definitely oh, God, no. yeah you're, um, you're not playing so what the fuck like there's a bunch of stuff that I think is still to come out about this. Um, so, and then the Kataka has a quote here from, oh, sorry, it's the Game Informer quote from uh, game director Yusuke Miyata. Quote, we held additions to cast the new voice of Bayonetta and offered the role to Jennifer Hale, who we felt was a good match for the character. I understand the concerns some, ha- some fans have about the voice change at this point in the series, but Jennifer's performance was way beyond what we could have imagined. I'm confident that our portrayal of Bayonetta will exceed our fans' expectations. According to the Game Informer story, the publication found Hale's performance virtually indistinguishable from that of Taylor. Um, but uh, yeah, Taylor has referred to the situation as, while well, legal, immoral. Um, which, yeah, like, there's a lot of I stuff. Yeah, and, yeah sure. like, it's, it's fucked up. At, at the very, very least, it's fucked up that this is the thing. Um, so, 
where is the actual quote from oh yeah so then fucking hideki kamiya wanders into oh, the God, frame yeah um who so like i don't know what kamiya's like it, it feels weird to say this but like he's come out like he comes out and does stage work on like english stages right like when when games get announced like he comes out and does I stuff i don't remember i, no I can't idea. remember if it's been a while but anyway so uh again from the Kataka article uh, Nintendo Bayonetta 3's publisher and Taylor did not immediately respond to requests for comment but pl- while Platinum Games have not made an official statement on the matter Kami himself did appear to respond on Twitter quote sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth he wrote that is all I can tell right now by the way beware of my rules all caps okay um, weird yeah yep um, as far as anyone can tell, again from the article, uh, this seems to be a reference to Twitter usage, where infamously Cameo is said to block people left and right. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. His ed- header image is a series of posts where he warns, "quote insects, especially those of foreign languages such as English, that he has or will block them." His pinned Twitter post is a series of rules, "quote which if broken, he warns will lead to a block." "quote My block button is yeah. bigger than ever." It reads. Um, yeah. Apparently, like. People have been running the story. Like he's blocked outlets, he's blocked reporters, he's blocked anyone touching the story, basically from Twitter. Um. So yeah, here's actually Taku have done some of this. He like he just like he like blocks people on Twitter just for like speaking in English. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Meanwhile, other voice again from Taku. Other voice actors are chiming in with their anecdotes and experiences. Uh, Sean Chiplock, who voiced Rivali in Breath of the Wild. Another Nintendo published game claims he was given around two thousand to three thousand dollars for his role, as it was based on the number Jesus of hours in, based on the numbers of hours in the studio. But he noted his pay was largely because he was voicing three different characters, not one. Um, according to the SAG after, oh, okay. yeah, according to the SAG after twenty twenty rate sheet, off camera day performers in the union, which are voice actors, can expect a minimum of uh, four hundred fifty an hour if doing a single role, or nine hundred two an hour if doing up to three also lists a potential small bonus compensation that's dependent on the number of sessions but these guidelines may not tell us what well-established actor like say jennifer hale might be getting paid for her performances yeah but realistically 450 for a single role uh, an hour again you map that into the four grand she was offered like that's not that's not a huge amount of time in the studio that's like a day if that um yeah, it's a wild fucking thing, and it's fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's and and I'm glad I'm I'm glad she came out and like said something because like it was a it was a weird thing, like especially like a character as loved as Bayonetta, who is like mm-hmm. down to character design and voice acting. The fact they would just switch it out for like some like no no shit on Jennifer Hale, but like you know Jennifer Hale when you hear her in yeah, games yeah. a lot of the time She's one of the most recognized yeah, yeah. most recognizable voices and yeah. um, so for them to just switch this voice actor who's created this character or been a part of the creation of this character it's just and then the underpay and all this kind of stuff it's, it's wild and then for the head of the studio to then go just fucking block people who are talking about it it's just it's a bad look it's a real bad look um yeah and the last thing i've got here uh is the complete fucking shit show that has been the overwatch 2 launch um <laughs> like complete and utter just every oh, it's so funny i have in funny. my in my thing i used to collect new stories i have one two three four five six seven different stories about the launch of overwatch 2 um 
where just so we'll just start from the, the start where like that game is apparently not very good like um yeah. i think it's been a, re- a regular complaint that, that from overwatch one that they have focused more on the um competitive scene rather than the casual scene which has made a number of changes to that game that are not great for your standard player um i don't know you play more overwatch than me probably like when yeah. did you stop uh so i stopped as a matter of principle after the whole like um blitz chung thing that blizzard did oh like, right i didn't stop playing so i, I didn't stop playing because I, I didn't like the game anymore i thought because i didn't take it super seriously it was just like a whatever thing to play with yeah, friends yeah, yeah. i just stopped playing it as a like moral principle yeah. thing of like i probably shouldn't give blizzard money anymore yeah like that's and you're, yeah, you're that's... by far not the only one um it was a lot of the decisions of the time and then then again a lot of the the allegations surrounding activision blizzard and and all of that kind of yeah, stuff like exactly it just, that as well like, it just felt like stuff, yeah. it just felt like it poisoned so much of their of their um of their um titles and, and then also like so yeah so and then actually from the game side of it like it seems like they the big changes they made and again it doesn't feel like this is a sequel. It feels like this is a like version two relaunch. Like it doesn't feel yeah. that different. It's the, yeah, it's the, the 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 unifying thing that everybody can say about Overwatch Two is that it's not a sequel. Like it it just isn't. It's not yeah. what that thing is. Um, it's an expansion to Overwatch One. Yeah. So it started with the game coming out of the beta and stuff like that about that game not being great, and also the fact that like this is a replacement for overwatch one like overwatch one shut down you cannot yeah, play that game overwatch anymore one is gone now yeah um, in gone. fact like I, I again i'm i'm getting this like second third hand but like if you were playing overwatch you closed overwatch one day opened it up the next day or three days after they launched it um and your launcher changed and it downloaded a patch that was essentially overwatch 2 and you're like okay yep, yep cool excellent Pretty um much. so it started with the game not being very good at launch, the game was getting DDoSed, so nobody could actually get in. When people did get in, they would get kicked out. Wait times were huge. Um, the merge over from... There was the character stuff, so like the character roster is unlocked over time. Unless, you've, unless you own Overwatch 1, in which case all the original characters are unlocked. Yeah. Except that didn't happen at launch. Like Every account could put in a queue to have that merge happen. And that queue was taking 24, 40 hours to go through. Like, just general bunch of launch stuff just being a complete mess. And then mm-hmm. there's, like, the specific points that people started hitting. Like, the the requirement for a um, contract phone, for instance. Yep. Um, yeah. Which the reasoning behind it is the game's now free to play. So rather than... Um, to, to make it more difficult for people to make Smurf accounts or or to troll, basically, we're requiring you to sign up with a act with a phone number with this sms protect thing which is their branding for their two-factor auth um like blizzard already has an authenticator right like the blizzard yeah, auth is totally. a thing that you anyway they, they, they accept blizzard like their their own blizzard auth thing and just like third-party ones like you right, just okay. get it for like google auth or whatever like, right okay it's... so this is a this is a thing on top of that um so you need to have a phone number except you can't use a prepaid phone a landline or voice over IP services like Google Voice. Um, so that just basically cut out a large amount of people who were like, I don't have a contract phone for yeah. a number of reasons. People just don't have contract phones. Yeah, there's right. a lot of reasons to not have a contract phone. There's a number of reasons and like you just can't play to which it, they've now re- rolled this back for, I quote, a majority of existing players. 
Um, and again, the thing was like, um, any Overwatch player with a connected Battle.net account, which includes all players who have played since January June 9th, 2021, will not have to provide a phone number to play. We're working to make this change and expect it to go live on Friday, October 7th. So if you already have an account from the last year, you're fine. But if, again, yeah. if you're coming in fresh to Overwatch 2 because it's free to play, you're still not. Um, yeah. new, people, new, account, new people that don't have that don't have contract phones can't play Overwatch. We remain committed. So. We remain committed to combating destructive behavior in Overwatch Two accounts. Uh, in Overwatch Two accounts that were not connected to Battle.net, as well as accounts will still have to protect SMS. As well yeah, as new accounts will still have to have the SMS protect requirements. You're not, are you? Because like, yeah, sure, you're going to try and stop Smurfers or cheaters or whatever by having this, but like, you're not committed to that safety or like the the integrity of the game at all because people are still being like awful in the game yeah, like, yeah the voice chat is still toxic as fuck people are still using like slurs and stuff like it is yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're committed in the sense of like people shouldn't be able to play the game but you're still not doing anything about the people who are actually playing the game yeah it's, yeah like yeah, this is such a specific wild. thing yeah um and again a free to play game that is gonna like live or die on player base like yeah, you want, exactly. you yeah. want well, more, yeah. And again, like there are ways to solve this problem. This is not it. Like it, it's just yeah, such other a free to play games don't do this. Like yeah. they don't they feel like they don't have to do this. I don't understand why Blizzard it's, feel like it's important. It's, it's wild. Um then there was the uh what else we got? There was the um the game pulling two entire characters very quickly. Uh, yeah. this was yeah. last Monday. Um after a very rough launch week, Overwatch 2 seems to be finally finding its legs. Server stability settled down. SMS authentication, automatic skin purchase. Oh, we'll get to the skin purchase thing. That was an error. The fucking skin purchase one. thing was good. Yeah. That um. Was so they basically were like they pulled Torbjorn and Bastion. Bastion, but, yeah. Uh, yep. pulled both those characters because they were like, hey, they're really fucking broken right now. We're gonna go fix them. In pulling those two characters, they pulled a third of the roster down somehow where like people couldn't use a third of the characters that were there even though they pulled those two which was also a bug which they then had to go fix um ash players are reporting t poses with specific skins yeah. uh cassidy's victory pose is weird um it's all- so it's so like i get it because like i they must have done something to the engine or something to jump it up and between one and two yeah. right but like that shit like that was like fine in Overwatch 1 and yeah. now it's broken again. I'm assuming because of the new engine, but like it just seems weird that that's the sort of thing that like comes up again. Yeah, it's, especially it's in a, it's especially strange. in a live service game like this where they've been pushing new skins and things out constantly. Yeah, yeah. Like for it to be like skin specific and stuff like this, it's yeah, it's interesting. Um the chat bug where uh the underlying issue appears to be that while using chat in a menu, the game keystrokes are still registered by other menu options, meaning you can navigate your way to the store and end up buying a skin while you're text chatting with friends. Like, I can see how that happens, but again, the architecture is probably very similar to the previous game, so how this yeah, fucking yeah. happens... No yeah. idea. Also, apparently it happened during the beta, and they responded, people logged the bug and was like, hey, this is fucking happening. Um... 
like there's a Reddit post here that says, I was chatting with some friends while browsing the hero gallery when the game unexpectedly began unlocking Junker Queen's plutonium skin. You're like, what the fuck is hat? Like, yeah. Um, and again, a game where the grind appears to be very, very fucking real, dropping yeah, a bunch sure. of currency on a skin you don't care about. Not great. Um, yeah. But don't worry, because of the rocky start, they're awarding some um, a free skin and a charm. Right, that's the that's the that's the repayment. Um, yeah, we apologize for any issues players have experienced around games launch to help make up. God, this is fucking Call of Duty all over again. Um, to help make up for any lost time, we're planning to run several double XP weekends. Uh, yeah, giving all players to log in from October twenty fifth an all new cursed captain cursed captain reaper legendary skin and a health pack weapon charm. Um, it's yeah, so it's like it's a pistol skin. Like I remember that was always the yeah. thing from that that Call of Duty one. It was a battlefield. So, I can't remember. It's so wild, especially from a company that like just like in the last half a year got dragged through the mud because of Diablo uh, Diablo Immortal and how right. fucking money hungry and like all the shit is that. Like that was and still is apparently. Yep. That they're just doing it again. Like the 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 grind in Overwatch 2 seems really bad, so they're trying to like funnel you into obviously paying for them premium currency and yep. stuff. Like it's it's insane. It's, um, it's so as crazy. a battle pass that you basically can't pay for with real money, or it's like months worth of game, so Yeah. Like you have to just buy That's it to wild. unlock one of the new characters is behind the battle pass, right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlocking characters is not a battle pass thing. Yeah, yeah I think it's Sojourn or whoever it is is behind the battle pass. Uh, is it not the new Katora, whatever her name is? The oh yeah, sorry, Katori or whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah, the the Korean charms lady thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then on top of all of that, like the thing we said about like even the new game being directed at or prioritizing competitive play rather than casual play. Competitive over uh, competitive players are not happy either. Uh, Nope. The ranking system's busted, matchmaking, yep. there's already cheating, and yep. um, getting kicked out of games mid-match, stuff like that. And um, like the, the, the problem that Overwatch 1 had for ages with like role queue and stuff like that, where you yep. would like pick a specific role to do, is still broken in Overwatch 2, like it still just doesn't work, and like the queue times are ridiculous, and yeah, it's, it's yep. wild, it's so insane. Um, also, this was an interesting one. Um, Overwatch 2, so the game's got crossplay as well, which is a new thing, I think. Or did the first game have that? I can't remember. Can't remember. Uh, what, sorry? Crossplay uh, between platforms. Uh, I think it did towards the end. Right. I can't remember. Um, If console players are in a crossplay game with PC players, it disables aim assist. <laughs> when it doesn't, if you've <laughs> okay. just got console players, you're like, I see how that happens, but like, you need to kind of be very clear about what that means. Right, like it's like you either either say that up front or like allow yourself to only play with console players because like if you if your only option is playing with a controller, like you need as long as everyone has the same level of assist, sure. But like just switching it off when you're playing against people who have a mouse, yeah, console players, (laughs) completely. Um, uh, this is uh, somebody said to Kotaku. Uh, people don't understand that disabling aim assist for some players makes them utterly useless in the PC pool and is directly reflected in game stats when they play. So that will affect their their character level and, or their yeah thingy level if they're in competitive and and all that kind of stuff. Fucking wild. It's just yeah. Um, and then on top of that, the one thing that they did appear to put a bunch of effort into, which was um, 
when they announced that game that was like, hey, we're encrypting all of the character models in the game so that people can stop making fucking source filmmaker porn about our characters. Despite As the fact- stop them, still exists. Four hours it took. Yeah. Uh, not only did Diva shoot to the top of all Pornhub searches again, I saw a post a couple of days ago that was like, hey, here's all the models, <laughs> like, with all the new skins was, and shit. Oh, and it's it like so funny. Oh, God. And it was just like- I love it when people are like, we want people to stop making porn of our models, so we've done this to stop Source Filmmaker. You have no idea how determined these Source Filmmaker porn makers are in making this shit. Like, they're going to get through whatever you throw at them. It's yep. unreal how, yeah, what they'll October, do. October 8th was the first tweet I saw that was like, yo, here's the models. <laughs> It's yep. like cool, excellent. Yep. Didn't take long. Um, but yeah, it's just like the one thing they did put effort in. Like that's not a technical. That's not trivial. Like doing that in a way that encrypts yeah, your character the, models the in things, a way that you can then the, play the, with it. The things that they the things that they put a lot of effort in into are the two factor authentication people, which sucked for people and they yeah. had to roll it back. The the battle pass thing, what being like a horrific grind and being too much money, which they already got dragged through the mud about for Diablo Immortal, yep. and the Overwatch part, and the Overwatch porn thing, which got broken in the space of like a day. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and also <laughs> the like decision making is so crazy. And the one, the one quote unquote new thing that makes Overwatch two is the PVE mode, which is not coming out till next it. year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, it's like they put it on the roadmap for next year. It's, like, why uh, launch it now? Right, like why launch this? Like, I it, like I, I saw multiple people that was like, "This feels kind of early access," right? And it's like, why, why not launch with the new shit? Right, like a new character that you can't play yeah, like, with the, the, the PVE stuff and like the stuff they were talking about, like feats and like all that stuff where you could like customize your character and like your build and stuff. Right, would make that slightly more interesting as opposed to it's just Overwatch one, but some of the maps are now in nighttime. Exactly, like, like, it's, like, I, yeah. like I can imagine that, like there's probably a world which you can launch this game where like hey we're just rolling over like overwatch one into overwatch two so it's the same like all the stuff that you have from the first game is there it's just in the new engine and prepping you for the new shit coming later but like they fucked even that up right like they couldn't get that launched like if that was if that had been a seamless process where you like you have all the characters you, you have all your mains that you play all the maps are still there Except with like rebalance, like if 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 the tweet if the the turnover to two is essentially like a rebalance patch plus like new maps, like that makes sense, right? That they're just rolling this game over and then they add the new stuff later. But like they fucked even that up. So like, why launch it now? Why not launch it with something new? It's wild. It's absolutely wild. That it's one of the weirdest launches I've ever seen of a giant video game like this. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's fucking insane. Oh, insane. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Um, what we got coming up? Um, I had there's a game called Sunday Gold, I think it's called, which I okay. remember seeing uh during Naughty E3 this year, which looked cool. It is a turn based point and click adventure, point, yeah, point and click turn based adventure game is how they describe it, where it looks like it's got like um like kind of pseudo rpg combat but it's also like a point and click adventure game and it's got a fucking hell of okay. a style to it um i'll send you a link afterwards i picked that up last night okay and get into that um sure. which looked cool that's what i'm spending my scorn refund money on um uh, there's also potionomics which is the game that i've been interested in comes out next week or the week you're hearing this um which is a like a kind of tavern uh what was that game 
the the one where you run a shop for for um for the heroes to buy their potions in Reseteer. Reseteer. It's kind of like that, except um the haggling part of it is a card based system, which is actually really cool. Uh, there was a demo of this out in Next Fest. Um, also, like some of the best animation and character design I've seen in a game in a long time. Sure, yeah. Um, super interesting thing. That's out. Um, I think by the time we meet again, it won't be, but Signalis is out at the end of the month, 27th, which I, I've talked about on here. I'm super excited about. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I've got. Well, it's like, there's like that new Tales from the Borderlands thing, but that may be bad, so who yeah, knows? Yeah, I need to wait like, for reviews for that. Like, I will... Gotham, Gotham Knights is also coming out soon. That might be good. Who knows? Yeah, like, again, it's... I want reviews from that. Like, a lot of the early stuff was like... The problem with that is that I have to be careful because, like, my Twitter feed, like, I follow people who now work on that game. So, like, a lot of yeah. the stuff I'm getting through my feed are, like, very positive, And I'm like, yeah, I bet it is, but, like, I need somebody I'll to actually... It, yeah. I need somebody to actually do a review of that thing. I, I I assume there has to be early reviews of that game, right? Like that game is so big. I mean, people have played it. There's stuff out there on like GameSpot where they went and played it for like three hours or four hours or something. Like there, oh, there is yeah. preview content okay. out there. So need to go check that. Yeah, Gotham Knights twenty first, as is Tales from the Borderlands. Um, Vicky three twenty fifth. Vicky three. Um, <laughs> Analysis twenty seventh. Yeah, that's what it is. And then Bayonetta is the twenty eighth. Um, oh, that the fucking Resident Evil multiplayer game finally drops in the twenty eighth as well. The one that came free with Village that oh, never yeah, launched. Or whatever, yeah. Reverse, yeah. Reverse, yeah. Um, did you see the 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 fake, not fake, the comedic controversy about that game where they had to make Lady Dimitrescu smaller for her to work in that game? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was. She had to be smaller, and everybody got really mad. Yeah, yeah no, kind of as a joke, but yes. Um, Ace Angler Fishing Spirits. Cool. Anyway. Um, that sounds like a video to me. That sounds... Get that on. No, listen, I... We should talk after this. <laughs> get that on. There's what, a particular... What we that show where we don't know what the fuck we're playing? What's clean that save. show called now? Yeah. Uh, clean so, save. Yeah. That's so, yeah. yeah stuff we've got put up. We've got now two episodes of Clean Save up. Uh, Bear and Breakfast, which is out, and uh, Control Ego, which is also up on there. Um, we, I, I really re- like those videos. I really enjoy those videos. There's, it's a thing <laughs> we hadn't really done before, um, and it seems to work pretty well. Um, is there what else we've got coming up there's none of the games if Sunday Gold's any good I might show that thing off because it looks interesting um, yeah I think I was going to do something with Scorn but that game's terrible so no uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's something else I installed that I hadn't actually played yet maybe not don't know anyway um, there'll be stuff coming soon and then we need to start talking about what we're doing for the end of the year and if we can actually yeah. meet up again um, we can we can try. We'll see. Yeah, we'll try. But... It's it's usually not our fault when it doesn't, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, gamingstar.com is the name of the website. You can find all the videos, articles, and podcasts are up there. Uh, if you do youtube.com slash gamingstar, subscribe there. Get notified when we put new videos up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search gamingstar, you can find us there. Podcast at gamingstar.com is the email address. And that's us. Stay safe. Enjoy whatever you're playing, and we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye.